Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I am so excited to be with you. Two places, the sky is the limit, right? We are doing Friday Q&A. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, I've been locked out of my Instagram, so I'm so excited to be back on. Oh, the joys of technology, right? It's so exciting when you can be back on. Hi, guys. Okay. Two questions. What is a time inventory? What the hey? And I feel like I'm letting so many people down all the time. What would you say to someone who is having a hard time and doesn't know where to go or what to do? Let's start with question number two first. Okay, sweet friends. So how many, oh, thank you. <laughs> I love this. If you're watching or listening to this, I put these on the podcast. People love that I randomly say, oh, thank you, or hey, um, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. On So people are making comments on both places, and then I, I love my um, jewelry. People, it's who doesn't love a good jewelry, right? Um, so who of us on, on these, or listening to this, have felt like they are letting people down all the time? all the time, right? And oftentimes we feel like we're letting people down and we're just mind reading. We have never confirmed with them that we are indeed actually letting them down, right? We say, oh, my spouse is so disappointed in me because I'm not doing the things that they want me to do. Have we asked them that? Have we actually, but all of us are so, so, um, incredibly gifted at mind reading. And this is a cognitive distortion for a reason. Or predicting the future, right? We're like, we know what will happen. Uh, yes! yes! We know what will happen when, when this comes up. And from someone else's conversation. It was like, it was truly a uh, theme yesterday. And it was a theme in my own, it was a theme in my life too. There was something I was putting off doing. It always is that because I, I said in my brain, this person's going to be upset at me because I forgot to return an email. I got busy. I have a father-in-law who has been bounced back and forth from things like from hospital to rehab and it's really hard right now. And Theo, plus the sweet little heart, got asked not to be an all-day um, all uh, primary back to half day. And so my brain said, this person is going to be upset with me because I didn't do the thing. I'm letting this person down because I did not respond to them all the time. I let my children down. I let, right? And so I want you to understand where those thoughts are coming from. Mine is, I want people to be okay with me. I want people to accept me. I don't want people mad at me, right? And that is, comes from what? 
a long history of people pleasing. And I'm not going to feel bad about the coping strategies that I developed of my youth, right? I'm not going to feel upset with myself that I lack anything because I don't lack anything. I am worthy now. And how do I see that worthiness right now? How do I live into that when my behaviors, I love that, like my behaviors aren't my behaviors, or my actions don't always reflect what I think about myself. So I get super clear about the disconnect. I get super clear about why I didn't return that email and what I'm saying to myself about being someone who doesn't return emails or forgets about emails, right? I want you to think about when you have let someone down, what do you tell yourself? I always do this. I don't keep up my side of relationships. I'm not great at this. I'm letting this person down because I'm not good enough. I want you to think about that. My brain tells me, my primitive brain, listen to those messages. My primitive brain always says, I'm not good enough. And I'm always going to be letting someone down. And I've done so much work around this. And I notice that I am burnt out or overworked or doing too much or feeling all the feelings and not dealing with those feelings when I start noticing those thoughts creeping up. And I say, I'm out of alignment here. I'm out of alignment with how I want to feel and how I am creating thoughts on purpose to create emotions on purpose. So I look at the stories I'm telling myself. I look at the ways I'm mind reading. I'm reading minds, others' minds, and we all do it. We read uh, our spouse's mind. I'm so good at that, guys. I know what he's thinking, even when he doesn't know, which is always, it's just half of the time not true. Like he's, he's thinking, she doesn't clean. I have to do the cleaning, right? My dear husband was putting the dishes away today. And I was like, oh, he's going to think this. No, he doesn't. Well, he might. But what do I care? Why would, why would that matter to me? Or this other person that I didn't return the email. Why does it matter to me of someone else's judgments? about me. I am doing the best I can. What if that's my thought? What if that's my default thought? What if that's all our default thoughts about other people? I know that when we judge others, I mean, this comes down to Freud and Jung, right? We are really judging something inside of us that we are uncomfortable with. I judge others for being judgy. <laughs> it's inherently judgmental, right? I judge others for being closed-minded. I am being closed-minded about their closed-mindedness, right? So I want you to think about the stories you're telling yourself. 
And you guys know, I think all of our stories that we're telling ourselves comes down to this fundamental belief in our unworthiness, that we are not good enough, that we lack something. And we are always letting people down because they see that lack. We see that lack. You guys, uh, I'm I now uh, uh, shouting from the rooftop. I read, um, I read it backwards, but first I read The Unrelentless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Has anybody read that? Sweet Sassy. It is so good. Good morning. It is so good. And then he talks about John Ortberg in that book. So I went backwards. I should have read John Ortberg's book, Soul Keeping, which he mentored uh, John Mark Comer. And it was this idea that the more we rush, the more we hustle to prove that we are worthy, the more out of alignment we are with the truth, the more we resist living in our truth. And that's why I do time inventories, right? Someone asked, what is the time inventory? And that was a question that I received. Time inventory is, is looking at how you are spending your time. And is it in alignment with your core values? Is it in alignment with how you want to spend your time or what matters to you, your priorities, your commitments? And oftentimes it is not. And to me, it's not even where you're spending your time. And I was telling people this in the Courageous Life Society, the real, the real work is in what you're telling yourself about where you're spending your time and if it's good enough, if you're good enough. I'm so worked up. I had two cups of coffee. I never have two cups of uh, full calf coffee. So watch out, world. <laughs> so I have all of the activities I do a day. And oftentimes it comes down to, I'm letting people down if I rest. I'm letting my children down. I'm not spending time with them when I rest. I'm not homeschooling. I'm not doing all the things I should in my business. What? I'm telling myself that. Do you ever tell yourself that? Like, look, just let people down all the time. That's the real work of the time in inventory is getting at the thoughts that you're telling yourself and that you can't always get at in an everyday experience. And those thoughts are, I don't deserve rest. I have to hustle to prove my worth. I have to hustle to show that I am a good mom, a good business owner, a good wife, a good fill in the blank. <gasps> and so often, it doesn't matter. We are good now. And we are hustling and rushing and doing all of the things from this faulty belief, from this disconnect. So how do we get connected? How do we stop all the, all the cognitive distortions, the mind reading, the, the, the fortune telling? Oh, I can be like, oh, this is going to happen. If I do this, this will happen. And why bother? So I fail ahead of time. I'm like, I got this, right? 
Or what are all other all or nothing thinking? I'm either a fantastic mother or business owner and I do everything right, or I'm a failure. I let people down. It's that there's no gray area. There's no in between. It's like either all in or nothing. That is a cognitive distortion. And when your brain engages in that, you are not alone. You are not alone. Because, I mean, it's identified as a cognitive distortion. We all do it. We all read other people's minds. We all decide that we know how things will turn out. We decide to not do things in advance because we've, we've told the future. So how do you stop? How do you say like, oh, there's a cognitive distortion there. You do just that. The work is in identifying the stories in the first place. The best thing I learned, first off, I love you for the learned, was not to take my thinking and beliefs, those habitual thoughts, seriously. It's got nothing to do with me. And I didn't put it there. I don't want to put it there. Oh, that's so good. I have the goosebumps. Those limiting beliefs, those we, I in cognitive behavioral therapy, we call them automatic negative thoughts, those ants, those habitual thoughts that were put there by society. Like women should behave this way. I love that I use quotes randomly and without appropriateness, right? Or that mothers should do this to be good mothers or that we should always do X, Y, and Z. Our thoughts lie to us. Our stories are not true. So how do you want to think? How do you want to feel? Oh, so good. So that's it. You got to get really clear about the stories you're telling yourself now. Super clear. And then you get to, to rewrite those. Sweet friends. And that is the powerful work. And that is the hard work. Anybody that tells you like, you can rewrite your limiting beliefs in two days. if I believe that. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I learned this, right? Coach, cognitive behavioral coach. And um, it I still rewrite my stories. I still have to look at my thoughts and those limiting beliefs and those habitual thoughts that have plagued me because it took me 40 years. <laughs> it took me 40 years to get 41 years to get these thoughts in my brain. And what I do is I continually look to rewire my thoughts, to rewire my mind, to renew my mind to thoughts that I want to think, that emotions that I want to think. I think you should choose three emotions that you want to feel and you need to decide the thoughts that will get you to those emotions. But this is not to say that you don't feel the feelings. Because if you don't feel the feelings that you have, if you decide that those feelings aren't worthy or that they're not good or they're, they're not safe, you, you cut a part of yourself out. 
Your emotions are who you are. They are part of you. And for you to say this emotion is not worthy, this is uh, this emotion I cannot have, is for you to say I cannot embrace all of me. So much of the work is, is accepting who we are. It's accepting our stories. It's accepting the thing that we feel like we let people down. Of course we do. We're human. So sweet friends, I am at my time, but I want to invite you into a radical life of acceptance. Well, first of awareness, right? We got to be aware of our stories. And second of acceptance, saying like, that's what I'm saying now. That's what I'm saying now. But I get to rewrite the story. And what will that story be? What if you are someone who does the best they can? What if you are someone who takes such good care of yourself that you don't hustle and you don't hurry? That sometimes you miss emails. That doesn't mean you are a bad person or you miss phone calls or you miss texts or that you let your spouse down or that doesn't mean you are a bad person. So you are rewriting the stories you're telling yourself. Okay. Happy Friday, my dear ones. Okay. Have a great and courageous week. Please send me your questions. I love them. And I love the ones that are like, I roll, I roll. Those are my particular favorites, if I'm honest. Okay. Sending you all love and hugs. Thanks so much. See ya. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.